I said, okay, maybe we can go, is, we can take like a holiday and then we can do like the pre-quali. If it will be good, I will go to Austin. If not, whatever. And then I went to Vegas and I won there. So I get the invitational to go in Texas. I went in Texas and I got the medal. I got the silver medal. So at this time it was like, uh, wow, I got the medal. And until this time, I got the invitational every year. Ciao ragazzi. It's great to have you listening in again for this new Riders Lounge podcast episode. And this time, it's with the Italian warhorse who just keeps on going, Massimo Bianconcini. I'm Steve Sommerfeld, your host for this podcast, which is all things freestyle motocross. And I just want to give a little shout out to my personal sponsors who have somehow stayed with me while I've been sitting on my thumb for this last little while. So Lakes Networking from Australia, Custom MX Graphics, Motorex Oils, GB Orthopedics, DEP Pipes, RaceFX and TCX Boots. Also, most importantly, is one of the best sponsors I have ever had and something I never thought possible, the German Beer Brewery of Rothaus. From humble beginnings in 1791, Rothaus has mastered the art of brewing the finest beers and not only that, creating the best alcohol-free beers with their unique process of de-alkalizing the beer So you have that awesome taste of beer and you'll be pinching yourself and thinking it's magic that it could be alcohol free. If you haven't listened to the latest news wrap up podcast, actually our next guest will be joining in on the first ever EFMX World Championship Series in the new TIMX mobile game. This is Motocross where 16 top riders will go head to head and throw down their best FMX run in the game. I remember Massimo used to be flat out playing moto games on his phone at events, but maybe with his first child on its way and now a married man, maybe he doesn't get as much time as he used to, but I'm sure he'll still want to win it. Actually, if you haven't already tuned into the Riders Lounge Facebook or occasionally when I'm allowed to jump on the Night of the Jumps Facebook page, I've been doing some gameplay live streams and the original idea was to release the first names of the writers to be invited into this new series. But in the end, I was just having so much fun playing online and getting some good banter going on there. So check it out if you want to see me go pro in video gaming, which has to be my next natural course of action. So uh, yeah, if there's any sponsors out there listening right now, hey, hook us up. Esports is the way to go. Actually, Rob, (laughs) who looks after the Night of the Jump social, is one of the best players so far in TIMX and even crazier Tia who is one of the main guys in our crew and has never missed a single event in 20 years is sitting in first place on the leaderboard right now so I guess in the corona times without any freestyle events Tia is definitely making the best use of his time so before I get way off track here Let's get back to the man of the hour from Italy. He has a few different projects. One of them is his ride and roll clothing line, so you'll want to check that out. But Massimo has really carved out his own career in freestyle motocross, and you'll probably know him more from his step-up accomplishments with five highest air world championship titles from Night of the Jumps, a silver medal, and two bronze medals at X Games in step-up. But you might be surprised with how he got started getting into it all. So here we are, sitting at the lovely Loretta Golf Club in near Prague in the yeah. Czech Republic with one of the older freestyle motocross riders, Massimo Bianconcini. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you for, for making me do this uh podcast i didn't make you do it <laughs> you said you would happily come and do it <laughs> i didn't force you in uh no we we've done this event together a couple of times um yeah. it's really fun to do the jam here with peter pillard and next weekend you also have your own yeah. but you have your jam peter has his uh and you seem to go to each other's is there like a little special bond there I think that me and Petra, we have a really good friendship 
and uh, I think he's really good to help each other. I mean, uh, I come here for him, and next week uh, he will come to my place, and we enjoy it together, and we'll help uh, each other because uh, his uh, event is uh, really fun. It's really nice. Uh, this year, I I took over also some other debut rider, James, David, and Leo. That is the first time that they come here. And uh, when I proposed to them to come, immediately they said yes, because uh, also about the situation that we have, that we we, we stay uh, out of a show for such a long time, never happened before. Yeah. So this one is like the first for us, also out of Italy. So that's perfect. That's yeah. really good. It's such a fun show. I've ridden twice that I can remember, maybe three times. Yeah. And this is probably one of the best shows I did every year that I was living here in Europe because there's no pressure to do anything. Exactly. And <laughs> the ramps are perfect. The landing's perfect. And everyone's just here to have fun. And, yeah. It's and the like people to, love it. It's like to ride in a garden because uh, Petra and the family is, so, is such a cool family and everything is perfect. Like there is nothing that you can say is not good. So it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, exactly. No, I love it here. And I mean, we're near Prague. We're sitting overlooking mountains. We're overlooking a golf course right now. Thank you very much, Peter, for putting <laughs> us in this awesome hotel. Um, and Prague is one of the best cities I've ever yeah, seen. It's, yeah, of course, of course. It's like a holiday coming yeah. here. Obviously, this time I'm not riding. And of course, it's holiday also for me because when I'm at home, I am so busy, so, so many things to do that... Uh, Take this four day out uh, is like uh, relaxing. It's yeah. like relaxing. Yeah, you're so. looking stress free right now. <laughs> You've, how many coffees have you had already this morning? It's uh, what? What's the time now? We're at ten thirty. Only two. Only two. Yeah, oh, come on. Come on. I think we're gonna have to get the waiter to come <laughs> bring some more coffee for for Massimo. So. You have a lot of stories. I know you've got a lot of stories. Uh, we do a lot of interviews at Night of the Jumps, and I just have to ask one question, and you'll fill 20 minutes. So it's perfect. Um, <laughs> but I want to get to, how did you get into motocross? How did you get into freestyle? Because, I mean, what you're 41 years old now. Uh, I will turn on 41 in uh, in October. Oh, I don't want to call so, 41 too early. Uh, whatever, whatever. <laughs> I mean, uh, I, feel, I still feel like... Uh, good with the head uh not really good with the body but if i train if i go physio and stuff uh, i can i feel good but my problem is that when i'm okay i'm not doing nothing and when i start having pain i go again so yeah. i wish to to go like uh, every 10 day to the physio yeah. for my back and stuff because anyway it's, it's such a long time i'm on the bike and for sure for my body is not that good yeah but whatever is yeah. like our sport and everyone know that is hard so exactly. so how did you get into motocross from the uh, start is is, is it a, a family thing yeah it's a long 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 story i mean uh, i start riding the the bike when i was three years old yeah. uh, i start first with the bike and then with the bicycle so it was yeah. crazy oh really yeah, yeah you start yeah. with a motorbike and then went back to the bicycle yeah, exactly. oh, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so i started when i was three years old and then when i was six i did my first uh, race in a like uh, with the kids yeah and then from that time until when i was 14 i was riding uh, every weekend like uh, a competition for kids like yeah. mini cross and then when I was 14, my dad told me, okay, if you want to be a professional rider, now it's time to, to be a professional. Yeah. Until this time, it was like a joke for me and yeah. my family never pushed me like to do it. It yeah. was just fun for me. Just yeah. no no stress, no, no training. If I want training, I go. If not, nothing. So that was perfect yeah. for the mentality. And also, I think now for the kids, is is the way to, yeah. to to became a professional. Yeah. And then when I was 14, I turned to 125 and I start riding uh, Italian Championship, European Championship, yeah. and I ride a lot uh, around all over Europe. And then uh, when I was uh, 18, 19, more or less, 
yeah, 19. Uh, I meet uh, Mickey Monti. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the godfather of uh, motocross in Italy. I mean, uh, was such a good rider. And at that moment, uh, uh, him and Fabio Balducci, that is another Italian rider that was riding uh, World Championship and uh, Supercross, they teach me how to do Supercross. And uh, they, took, they took me all over Europe for the for the supercross uh, international like in adex supercross in germany ah. uh, france uh, bercy really you were riding those big yeah, supercross yeah. events all, all, all the supercross international in europe yeah. i did like i comp- i competed so and uh, yeah this is like how i became a supercross rider and then I was uh, also um, two time in EMA Supercross. I ride in Las Vegas and in Salt Lake City. Whoa! With the 125, and uh, this was like the, I had no idea. You didn't know? <laughs> no. Yeah. This was like the cherry on the cake. I mean, uh, that's huge. Yeah, it was like my dream to to ride uh, such a huge competition. And then when I come back, I continue to ride in a Supercross in Europe. Yeah. And uh, we start see like the first uh, freestyle event uh, during the Supercross, and uh, Jimbo, Jimmy oh. Verbo, we were with him in his uh, place yeah. because we were riding some Supercross around, and uh, he had like the first metal ramp. So he told us, "Hey, come on, try the ramp. Uh, it's fun." And we were super scary. <laughs> it was super scary for us. But then we tried, and then when we come back in Italy, we said, "No, oh, come on, Mickey, we need to build a ramp. We need to start doing also some freestyle." Yeah. And then we start doing freestyle, and from 2003, we decide to to leave the competition and start doing only freestyle, and that's start all the history of freestyle in Italy. Wow. And then we start doing only freestyle. But so. To quit Supercross, yeah, and in two thousand and three you start freestyle. Had were you already doing shows? Like, were you making some money to think that this is a good idea to quit Supercross, or was it just for fun? You just uh, went- we were getting some money doing Supercross. So, but in Italy there was a lot of request of freestyle because it was a, such a new thing. So we decided to say, okay, let's start doing go. We do like a little bit and a little bit. And then like in uh, one or two years, I don't remember exactly, we decide to quit immediately and and in total the, the, the Supercross. And yeah. uh, we focus only on freestyle. Yeah. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, yeah, 2003, you're with Mickey Monty. Yeah. Is this the start of Daboot? Is that yeah. kind of the same time? Uh, no. I mean, Daboot, Burn in uh, 2000, yeah, in the end of 2003, if I remember well, yeah. we were on the way here to Prague for oh, a yeah. show with Peter Cooker. Oh, and yeah. I remember that Pilat was jumping with the uh, 85. Really? Pilat yeah, yeah. was uh, riding back yeah, then? Yeah, it was with the 85. Wow. And we were me, uh, Mickey, and uh, Jader Toninello, that now is not riding anymore freestyle, but he was one of the. Um, the owner of the boot in the beginning, yeah. and we were thinking about to give a name of of this team, of this group of people, and uh, we were thinking on the way with crazy name is going on and nothing really uh, good uh, went out. So in one moment, Jader said, "The boot." I said, what the fuck is it, the boot? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, yeah, the boot, because it's kind of slang of uh, of of boots yeah. in, in, in American. And Italy, the, the shape of yeah. Italy is a boot. So the boot can be good. The boot, yeah. we use a boot for sense. motocross. Yeah. So, and then uh, we we decide to use this name. And, and now we are... Uh, a big team. We are almost twenty rider inside of the team. Whoa! Different kind of rider, like with the sled, quad. Yeah. And uh, and it's really good. That's crazy. And so, what does debut mean? Debut is basically a freestyle team doing shows around Italy. But it, 
you guys are all just friends. Like yeah, you just are, ride I together think, yeah. and it's like a kind of uh, group of friends. It's like a a family. Yeah. A real family for me. Yeah. So and everyone help each other. It's really nice, for example, to be here with Leo Davide and James because when we are together, we have a lot of fun. Yeah. For example, in this time that we were home and not possible going anywhere, uh, in three months I ride my bike just four times. And yeah. uh, it was boring alone, like I didn't have energy and motivation to do it. And yesterday we had the training together and it was like, Bam! Uh, full of adrenaline, my my body, and I did all my trick like uh, nothing happened. You know, like I was riding uh, yeah. every day at home. So this is like the power of us. Yeah, I mean that's the best part about freestyle is riding with your buddies and pushing each other. I rode a lot just on my own when I first started and just watching videos. And I think it took me six months to learn just a straight seat grab. It took <laughs> so long. Because on your own, you just don't get that feeling. But yeah. as soon as you're with buddies, everything comes so much easier. So I guess you guys in Italy yeah. have, uh, have a really good team going there. Yeah, and also because on my on my view, it's like that uh, for a long time, I was, I can say, like the best rider in Italy. And now I know I'm not the best one anymore because com- Leo and Davide... And also there is like uh, Matteo Botteon, Yannick, that they are also really good riders and they're pushing a lot. So I'm old and I want to show them that I still can (laughs) keep going, you know? You can still do it. I know. (laughs) I have not the trick that they have, but some tricks are still good. So You don't need to be doing double grab flips anymore. Of course, of course. Learning body varials. But, I mean, yesterday you still threw out a nice indie flip and knack flip and... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you're just having fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Is this what I want? Because uh, uh, in one moment, uh, I was riding in Night of the Jump competition for such a long time. And in one moment, I start to not having fun like before because like the level went high really, really fast. Yeah. And I was getting older and I didn't have more motivation to push yeah. so hard. So I decided, okay, I wanted to ride i wanted to do shows and stuff but i don't want to to compete anymore on freestyle i i prefer to be like a show rider and uh, i i decide to focus on uh, step up yeah and uh, so uh, in this in this kind of uh, discipline i i focus a lot right now and then uh, is what happened is I'm doing like this and I'm happy to be like this. I mean, with Night of the Jump also, I became a judge and uh, I'm really happy because I can help uh, people also to understand how uh, the judge system is working because I'm a rider and I know exactly how's going on. So it's good also to give uh, some advice to the rider and and I know that they, they, they listen to me. This is really good. Yeah, man, you've just covered about all of my questions ah, okay. in, Sorry. in one thing. You've covered everything. So I think we can almost wrap this podcast up. <laughs> wow. No, let's let's go into a little bit more detail then. So yeah. for Night of the Jumps, 2003, you're getting into freestyle motocross. You ended up riding at the World Championships yeah. at Night of the Jumps and IFMXF and everything that it was called for so long. Yeah. Tell us about the early days and then again, like you just said, you've finished because everyone was going crazy. You've got young kids now going nuts. But what was it like really getting into the World Championships? And how did you get into it? Uh, my first night of the jump uh, was in uh, Salzburg. That uh, That's not the same event that Fabian had his crash and Alvaro. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's this one. Derek Ballou had. Exactly. Okay, it's that, this that one. That one, which, yep. Is this one, and then after this, uh, um, Night of the Jump came in Italy, in Milano, for yeah. two years. And uh, I found uh, in this day that I was at home the old video, and was crazy to, to see the old video, all the old tricks and stuff. And I did my first backflip on a kicker ramp in Milano. Whoa. 
And you had to bring like, the, the big trick for your hometown. Yeah, event. it was crazy. It was crazy. Like, I remember how nervous I was and how difficult it was for me because, I mean, it was just a backflip. But at this time, just a backflip was like, oh, my Ridiculous. God. But there was already Adam Jones that he was doing Cordoba flip and stuff. So it was already <laughs> like, oh, my God, you know. Uh, but, yeah, after this time, I started working with them and I did, like, I think, until this time, every year, all the all the competition with them. So uh, it was really nice. It was really nice, and I focused a lot. I did, like, a, a, in Berlin, a podium. I don't remember which year, yeah. but I remember I was riding with Andre Villa at this time. Yeah. That he won the competition there. And uh, the same here, I finished, I, I think, five in an overall so Whoa. was uh was really good because i was almost in the final every every weekend yeah. i remember a big battle with fabian <laughs> that there was every time we were battled to go in or stay out to the final yeah i remember there was also a video that we make in brazil that we were like uh, joking to fight who will be in the final me and fabi so it was such a great time and yeah. So was Fabi one of the main guys you battled with, or was there somebody else that you really? Yeah, every event... maybe Night of the Jump. Fabi was one of the the biggest uh, yeah. competitor with me, but like just just in the competition, we are still a good friend, and uh, we had such a good time together. So yeah, that's awesome. And then uh, you got into the step up. Yeah, step up first, the Night of the Jumps, and then. <laughs> Obviously, X Games. This is funny. But the first time I met you was in Torino. Must have been 2012. 12. Yeah, yeah. First time I ever met you. And uh, Ivan, the rocket man. <laughs> and you set a world record that night. Yeah, but the the, the story of Step Up started the year before. Okay. Because uh, we were at Night of the Jump. We were looking at the track with Libor. We were in Basel, and Libor asked me, hey, why you don't do step-up? I said, ah, I don't like step-up. It's like, pfft, boring. And he really? Told me, You're saying this now that you didn't like really, it? Really, really. I said with <laughs> Libor. And uh, and Libor told me, hey, but come on. You can do it. You have a good skill on the bike, and then you can get a little bit more money. When he said like this, I said, yeah, maybe I can get <laughs> ding, ding, a little ding. more money. I can try. I mean, I have skills. I can do it. And I won. Oh. The same day, I won and I kick uh, Libor. Ah, so now he's pissed <laughs> that you started. And and from that time, I started doing uh, Step Up. Yeah. And in Torino, I got the record. And I even didn't know that I can go so high. What was the record that night? 11 uh, meter 50. 11 meters 50. Yeah, 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 yeah. Talk about that just quickly because I'm going to – I can't even calculate right now. I'm going <laughs> to calculate that in feet. 11 meters 50, 50 times 3.3, 38 feet. Yeah, 38 feet. Not bad. Not bad also because uh, I was jumping with the two-stroke. And then after this record, uh, the same year I got the Invitational for X Games. And oh. this like was like, wow. I mean uh, – a dream come true, you know, exactly. because uh, X Games is like for I think for every FMX rider is like a, a goal to exactly. be there, just to be there, and also because for Step Up they invite only six riders in the world, and to yeah. be in into the six rider yeah. is like already a crazy stuff. So well, I actually, went. Actually, I was just gonna say, just on the world record, the one thing that really stood out for me was I got hit with oil, <laughs> hot oil. When I watched you do that, and why did I get hit with hot oil? Because your Marzocchi, I think they were Marzocchi yeah, forks, yeah, yeah. exploded yeah. on the landing, yeah, and yeah. one tube just completely split, Open, yeah. and just oil exploded out, hit <laughs> in like my 20, face, 20 my people, <laughs> and it was ridiculous. So you went so high. In that night, Ivan Zaccone did the rocket man, yeah. he went to the moon, and... That was his first time ever. Yeah, also, he was jumping really good. Yeah, and you set the record, and on landing, your forks exploded. So, could you have gone higher? Uh, um. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe yes, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah, you never know. But, I mean, it's good how everything starts. I mean, yeah. uh, after 
the same year I went to LA for uh, for X game and I was the only one with the two stroke because I have no experience at all. Oh yeah. So it was like wow. And everything, all the setup was completely different. Like Night of the Jump was good, but there was like three That's times bigger. Huge. Everything, everything yeah. bigger. So and the pressure. But, and the pressure was really high because you know, uh, being a new place uh, with the best rider in the world and uh, live TV and stuff. But it was a good experience. Good experience. Who and were you up against in that first X Games step up? Uh, there was uh, Renner. Whoa. That he won. And then there was Matt Byton. Yeah. And then there was uh, Richmond. Oh, yeah. Miles and Richmond. And uh, Todd Potter. Yeah. And then another one. I don't remember who was it. I don't remember who was but the But still other massive one. names. Yeah, yeah. Massive name. Massive and name. here's Massimo Bianconcini. Yeah, yeah. And that was nice because... Uh, also in 2013 they invite me and uh, but nothing happened no no medal nothing i went with this four stroke i started going better and better and then uh, in 2014 or 15 i didn't get the invitation really no and so i said okay i will not go because no invitation or nothing and then they came out that they want to do a pre quali in uh, in Las Vegas. Oh, that's right. So it was a time in May that I didn't have any shows. I said, okay, maybe we can go. Is we can take like a holiday, yeah. and then we can do like the prequali. If it will be good, I will go to Austin. If not, whatever. Yeah. And then I went to Vegas and I won there. Whoa! So I get the invitational. To Finally, go in Texas, I went in Texas and I got the medal. I got the silver medal. Whoa! Yes. And they weren't going to invite you before. Exactly. Mm. So at this time, it was like, uh, wow, I got the medal. That's so crazy. And until this time, I got the invitational every year. And uh, the year later, I got the bronze. No, the year later, I didn't got. I didn't got. I got the fourth place. And then uh, in 2016... I got uh, a bronze in Texas mm-hmm. against, it was crazy because uh, I kick out from the podium runner. Oh. And for me, it was like, Ronnie, he's like the godfather of uh, of step up and kick him out from the podium is like, wow. Yeah. It's almost like to get a gold, you know? <laughs> that was enough. Who cares? <laughs> and it was funny because in a, in, a, in a party, Ronnie came to me and he said, hey, thank you, Massimo. You destroy my summertime now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no podium incentives for Renner. Yeah. No, no and holidays. also because it was a, such a long time that Ronnie getting a medal every 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 yeah. year. So it's crazy. And then, uh, yeah, 2016, no, 17, 16, I got the bronze. 16, uh, uh, we moved to Minneapolis. And I got also a bronze there. And then... Uh, uh, 18, I didn't go because uh, in February, in Berlin, in Night of the Jump, I broke my tendon. Yeah, that's and right. Was on, I, on step up, right? On step up, yeah. yeah. On step up. And was crazy. You were going for a record that night, weren't you? Yeah, I already won the competition yeah. in Berlin. But I said, okay, let's do one more jump. Maybe I can go over my record. And I broke my tendon. So... <sighs> I'm an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess well, you wouldn't have felt good that night. Actually, I think Andrea was, uh, yeah, was sitting with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just went, oh, no. And then I, I also judged the, the final with the tendon broken, remember? That's right. Yeah, yeah, you did, because we were sitting up in the judges' box. It was like you came crazy. up, you hobbled up, you judged, and then you went to hospital to, that I night, went I went to hospital, and then the day after, I fly back to Italy. And on Monday morning, I get the surgery. That's so and crazy. And then uh, it was like a record to be back on the bike because normally it took like about four to five months to get back on the bike Ooh. with the tendon. And uh, two months and one week, I went back to the bike. Wow. Yeah, I was working like a crazy every day with yeah. the physio, uh, with all the stuff of the mobile clinic that they follow also MotoGP and Superbike. Yeah. I have a really good friend on, uh, on it. And uh, it was... 
such a good work for everyone. That's so, crazy. Yeah. So your step up career has just exploded and you didn't even want to do step up yeah, exactly, in the beginning. Exactly. That's and now is one of my, my first uh, yeah, discipline that I do, that I focus on. And I'm working a lot of on the bike with the setup and stuff. Yeah. So I wanted to be to be on the top still for a few years. What's it like to set up a bike for step up compared to freestyle motocross? Uh, it's it's completely different. I mean, in the beginning you can say yeah, it's similar. But then uh, uh, I realized this year that we had a lot of time to work on it uh, and there is a lot of stuff going on like with the with the power because with the KTM factory they give me like special part uh, for the bike. Uh, with my technical suspension, we work and we change a lot the setup. Uh, we change a lot also the setup on the back of the bike with the link and stuff or have more grip and more You more were stuff, trying to so. explain that to me yesterday. What what did you do? Or is this uh, Inside ah, Secrets? No. It's not a secret. I mean, also, if you check the bike of Supercross, everyone have the, okay. the the different setup in the back so to have more grip uh, you change like the link and you make a little longer but also there you're not make okay i make a little longer yeah you have to see how longer and okay. uh, if it's too much uh, you go on the opposite way if it's too short uh, it's not good you have to find a good yeah the good uh, line yeah and also because you have to have the, the, the shock on a good setup for the link. So it's like uh, not easy. Yeah. It's not easy. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. And any other changes? I guess big engine changes? Uh, engine is like uh, something about electronic stuff. Okay. And, uh, and the pipe, the inside pipe. Because yeah. I'm using the standard pipe, okay. but inside is different because we work with the KTM factory and they told me what to do it. And uh, yeah, suspension is really important. The pressure of the tire is really important. Really, really important. And also, this uh, depends how is the 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 ground on the back where yeah. you have the the grip. So there is a lot of small things that together make a big thing. Yeah, with the tire pressure, do you need more or less? Because you need traction, yeah. but you also need it to not kind of lose, you know, to get soft as you're going up. You kind yeah. of want more bounce. Yeah, yeah, I just told you that when I got the, the medal, my first medal, uh, the, the guy that was working on the tire on Dunlop in US that helped me there, he told me for the last jump uh, to put uh, 0 0.6. Bar. Bar. Okay. So really low. Really wow. low. Hmm. And it worked. Yeah, it's worked. <laughs> it was okay. working. So, yeah, so. so in that one, yeah, you had less pressure, you got more grip, you went yeah. up. Whereas I'd be sitting here just, I'm not a, a step-up expert. Actually, I'm really crap at step-up. <laughs> but I would probably be thinking, you know, like 20 PSI or no. more. No, it doesn't work. Okay. No, 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 no. It's like, uh, but it's good because you have to work on the bike. It's like really technical and uh, you need to have a skills on the bike because when you start going 13 meters, it's not that easy. I mean, uh, it's scary. Yeah. It's super scary. Yeah. I guess I'm one meter or two meters above the the top of the landing and that's scary yeah. <laughs> i mean this year i went in february to to australia for 500 uh, loop is like a big in competition adelaide, adelaide. Mm. it's really big competition and they did like three day of step up competition like two competition a day for three days like six competition in a row and it's like killing me really killing me but at this moment, you can have the best feeling with the bike. You can try yeah. everything. You have time to, to figure it out, everything. And in the end, the last day, I won both competition. And, uh, and I was super happy because uh, a lot of good rider was there. Only Jerry uh, wasn't rider because I'd get injured in the hands. Yeah. But he prepared the setup and he made the best setup ever. Yeah. So 
Yeah, McNeil with that steel wrist. Uh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. The excavator it's crazy. It's crazy. It, but was I was happy because I said will be a really good uh, training for X Games. Yeah. But then it happens the COVID and yeah. now everything is stopped. So, but yeah. But you told me yesterday actually that Jared was really checking out your yeah, bike. Yeah, he yeah. was yeah because he realized that I was going high and he's good because also. He, he give me some advice how to do it, how to move the bike uh, all over the, the bar. So, uh, and he saw, he's not stupid, so he saw that I was changing stuff on the bike to get more feeling. Yeah. And he, he asked me, and it's good that such a good rider, such a king now on a step up, yeah. uh, he, he watched in what are you doing on the bike. Yeah. So, this is good. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So you've you've turned step up into basically your thing. That's yeah. now your discipline that you really focus on. Yeah, yeah. You're not too bad at whips either. Yeah, also. also you got some yeah. whips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, it's like, but I think because like um, my background of motocross is like basically like whipping on the motocross bike. So that's why I have a good feeling on the whip. And uh, and also is one of the the tricks that I love more to do it. Yeah. It's just the uh, style. Like uh, when won. you go do a good whip, is like wow. Yeah, exactly. Make you, you happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would I would rather get a good whip than sometimes some of my biggest tricks. Like, but yeah. then I can't whip for shit. So <laughs> like, if I get a good one, I'm like, yeah, I feel like uh, Ronnie Renner right now, and, or Ricky Carmichael. Then you see the picture and. Uh, no, no, not even, not even, not even <laughs> but, close. Hey, important is <laughs> but, what but, you feel like. Yeah, you know, you know like when I used to ride a lot, and it was just me riding, and Rachel would watch, and I, I'm probably doing twenty, thirty, forty, fifty whips in a row, and I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling so good, and then I'll look over at Rach, and she's like, no, no, <laughs> what? Come on, I was upside down, like I'm looking under the bike. Uh, no, uh, yeah, yeah, it's good. That was before, like we didn't. Like, I've never had cameras. I've never had uh, a good camera or a video camera. Now that we've got mobile phones with good cameras... Now it's easy uh, doing everything. (laughs) But back, you know, 10 years ago, I never even knew what I looked like. I just had to ask, like, does it look good? And she would say, no, it's shit. Okay, then. (laughs) (laughs) So you've won a lot of best whips at Night of the Jumps. Did you get into X Games for best whip? Uh, only one time because uh, when I was X Game in Australia, yeah, two years ago, uh, Step Up was cancelled because of the weather. Yeah, I remember. That uh, was I was there wet. and they asked me if you want to do a whip. I said okay, but with the Step Up bike, doing whip is it wasn't really good. Yeah. So I did my best. I had fun, but uh, I mean, wasn't that good like i will i i am with the freestyle bike the normal freestyle yeah. bike so ah uh, so the step up bike came everything no, came also, under and also because in the ramp i jump with the two stroke and the step up i'm doing with the four stroke so jumping ah. for me with the four stroke in the ramp is like um, mm. i jump but i don't really like i feel yeah. uh, completely different i have no good feeling so but whatever i mean Oh, doesn't matter. That sucks. Yeah. So you were going along, you've you've got into step up, you were still doing freestyle motocross competitions, and then you said before how you finished that. Is there a couple of reasons why you finished freestyle motocross? I know with Kevin passing and I know your your father passed away as well, yeah. which now your your jam at your house yeah, is like dedicated like, to your father. Yeah. Did that have a, a a bearing on why you finished freestyle motocross competition? Mm, not really. I mean, uh, it, it's not one of the the reason because I stop. Uh, I stopped doing competition. Uh, it's just because I realize, and I think it's good uh, when you are getting older and uh, you start thinking too much. It's better say, okay, is the time that. Uh, I ride my bike just for fun and I don't want to have any pressure yeah. or stuff that make me crazy and uh, and make me force me to do something that I don't really want to do. Yeah. You know? And this I think is important because you can save your body and yeah. you <laughs> and save your mind. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so 
right now I feel good. Uh, I have a lot of fun to ride my bike with the friends. Yeah. Uh, I have no pressure to do, okay, I have to do my run and stuff. Also, if I know that I, I can still doing because long time ago in 2008, I was doing seat grab flip, uh, yeah. cliffhanger flip. So, Whoa. Yeah. Uh, hey, Leo, did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Massimo was doing cliffhanger flips back in 2008. Uh, <laughs> Leo Feeney's in the background. He's only just starting cliffhanger flips now. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Massimo is the boss. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I decide. And like this, I think I can go still for five, six years. I'm uh, Until my head is okay and my body yeah. help me for this, I can still ride. So yeah. That's no, why I, I quit doing competition of freestyle. That's cool. This is the reason. Actually, I remember when, when Rachel and I came to your place, it must have been in 2014. We yeah. did the Road to Nations video yeah. for Night of the Jumps for the Freestyle of Nations. And we came to your place and it was so interesting seeing where you come from. Uh, there was your mum's house that we came yeah. to. You had uh, some World War Two, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trucks or something yeah, it, and uh so tell us tell us about that because that's definitely a big hobby of yours yeah um it's like just because um, on my place uh, uh the 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 war stopped for almost one year and they were fighting german to deutsch yeah yeah, yeah. german and uh, german sorry Americans. german and american yeah uh, and they were fighting there and uh, you can find still a lot of stuff on the ground and uh, it's one of my passion. I have not a lot of time to go, but uh, I have like my little museum yeah. with uh, a lot of metal, a lot of uh, bullet, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, how to say, helmet. Uh, and, and it's crazy if you go... Which helmets, German or American? Uh, both. Both? I have both. Yeah. And then I have like two cars, two American cars, one is like a Willis, a small one, and one is a Dodge, the biggest one. And how did you get them? Because uh, we we had some old people have it in the garage. Yeah. And it was like, uh, not destroyed, but like, you know, when you yeah. have something that you don't use for like 50 years or something. Yeah. So me and my cousin, we take it and uh, we rebuild all and we make all new. And then now it's there. That's you know, cool. it's something that uh, you have there. One day that you want to sell, you can get good money. Yeah. So it's like a little investment that you have. And yeah. and I use like my car for the wedding. When I got married with Andrea, I decided to use it, the, cool. the old car to do it this because it was a good idea. Yeah, for sure. Like I, I was so surprised when we turned up. And so that uh, was at that time. Maybe it was the second time I came back when you had a little show at at your mum's yeah, place. Yeah. And we were down at the jump just below the house, maybe 200 meters, 300 yeah, yeah, meters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember you said, yeah, just you look in the dirt and you scratch. Ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, what was it? It was like the, the, the gunpowder. Yeah, the fire powder. Yeah, the gunpowder yeah. for the bullets. You can still find this in the dirt at your <laughs> house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah. so ridiculous. Yeah. So the wall was basically, they were stopped. In in the hillside yeah. near your mum and dad's house for one one year. Yeah, one year. Yeah, That's and like crazy. few weeks ago, I went with my friend uh, that is like uh, really into it. It's like crazy, and uh, he have a really good metal detector. And I took him in the place where he never went near to my house, and we find something cool. Uh, something really cool and uh, now we want to go again because he have like another metal detector that is going down more than three meters oh. and uh, yeah like what did you it's find? like kind of uh, it's such a cool stuff that you go you never know when it start uh, raining and uh, you start in major because you see the ground you see like all the the all uh, and you start thinking, okay, maybe from here they were shooting on this direction. 
And he's really so like really this. you become a historian and you're like a, a, a battle planner thinking yeah, yeah. about what and they if did. You, if you think like this, you find the stuff because you know where they were shooting at and you go on this direction and you find like bullet and you find like uh, stuff. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. You have to come one time with me. Oh, uh, I'd love to come with a metal how, detector. How and crazy is like uh, to to discover stuff and to see also the place and you can realize the the whole thing there. That's so nuts. So yeah, you're somewhere. I'm not going to say exactly where you are, but you're somewhere near Bel- uh, Bologna. Yeah, I live uh, exactly. Yeah. I live in Loyano, like yeah. in the in the hill of Bologna. Yeah. And uh, Bolo, uh, I mean Loyano is the city hall. My yeah. mom is uh, Monterenzo in another yeah. city hall, but it's just five minutes. Yeah. So. That's so crazy. So you look for things in the ground from World War Two. There's other stuff you find in the ground with your dogs. Ah, uh, yeah. This My, is cool. Yeah, but unfortunately, this dog I, I don't have anymore because oh, no. it was like the dog of my dad. Yeah. And he died when he was uh, 17 years old, oh, the dog. Nice. So I don't well, know how many dog years that is, but that's good. Yeah, it's but, a lot. Uh, so what were you finding with your dog? Uh, truffle. The truffles. The, the truffle is like uh, crazy. It's also another thing that is really nice. Uh, I wish one day to to be back on this, but you need a lot of time because you need to have a dog and going with the dog like almost every day you have to spend a lot of time yeah. with it and uh, but right now i'm so busy to all the things that i have to do it yeah. so it's not that easy anymore so the day that i will have time i know exactly where the truffle is so yeah. <laughs> no problem <laughs> wait for them to grow up big and strong <laughs> nice big truffles and what do you do with the truffles do you sell them or just you keep Normally, them for yourself it's work like this. If you find a lot, you sell. Yeah. If not, you eat with the friends. Yeah. That is the best. The best part of the, of uh, of going find truffle. So, I never sell truffle. Yeah. I, if I find a lot, okay, I call thirty people and uh, okay, let's make a good dinner together, yeah. and and that's it. Actually, uh, speaking of dinner, <laughs> <laughs> Massimo sent. Uh, Rachel and I a video one time yeah, yeah. of we just call it the Massimo pasta I don't know what <laughs> it's called it's probably the most simple pasta in the world but it is one of the best I've ever eaten Yeah. and yeah. I remember in the video you just your English wasn't so good I remember you said now you turn on it to fire and uh, you put in a little bit of oil you must have used like 200 mils of oil <laughs> like it was it looked like you were getting ready to pre-mix your two stroke there was so much oil i couldn't believe it but it's unbelievable so massimo you. the uh, the chef uh, i love cooking yeah. i love cooking and that's why i don't know i really love to to be in the kitchen to prepare food also now in this time that we were home Every day I have a little garden with uh, all the vegetable and stuff. So it was good to going out, take a vegetable, go inside, cooking, invent some new recipe. Uh, that's cool. It was nice. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So you, you're into cooking, but you've now got a new business as well. Yeah. You've got I the wine few... bar. Or yeah, we open it? a wine bar. Uh, it's like Enoteca. Uh, I don't know in English how... No, I don't know. In Italian, Italian. Is, uh, wine bar is uh, an Oteca, okay, yeah. James? Yeah, wine bar. Yeah. And uh, it's really good because it's me and my friend, Manuel and Manuelo. Manuelo is like a professional boxer. Okay. And, uh, and we decided uh, in September last year to open. No, we, we decided in July last year. Yeah. But then we opened in September after my wedding. Yeah. And it's really small place, but really nice, like uh, typical, like uh, old uh, wine place, you know. And it's good because we are on uh, on um, on a place in the in the in the center of the yeah. the village in Loyano, and uh, there you can drink good wine, good whiskey, good rum, uh, good beer. And uh, you can eat like some piadina with salumi from uh, cheese uh, 
marmalade and stuff like that. So, so you get some salumi de scapaccia. Uh, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Like there. <laughs> well, I'll have to hook you up with some Roadhouse beer for the for the wine bar as well. Yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to get the sponsors in there somehow. <laughs> so you've got the wine bar now in yeah. the middle of Liano. Uh, you said last night, actually, that it's doing quite well, this business. Yeah, yeah, it's working good because... Even after you yeah. were shut for coronavirus, which is the worst time, you've just started a business yeah, and then it was crazy. closed. But now we are working... Working, it's crazy because we are working more than before because anyway we are in a village there is nothing in the village and uh, we are the only one that uh, propose something different yeah it's not a normal bar you know yeah so you can go there drink uh, enjoy chill yeah. uh, without stress and uh, and now we are working really good so is it because you've traveled the world and your mind is so much more open than let's say the the normal yeah maybe people. maybe yes maybe yes but also because the other owner my friend they have the same mentality of me That's so cool. we want we try to find uh, all the time different stuff to do it yeah. to involve people to enjoy us so yeah. that's that, cool that, that's cool so you just said that's one of a couple of businesses you've got what else are you up to uh i have a tattoo shop yeah uh, in bologna and also there i have some partner I have like some uh, how to call like uh, MC Arley Club ah, okay. in Bologna. Yeah, uh, like the Health Angel of Bologna is like partner of my oh. of my tattoo shop. Oh. They are really good guy. Also, if they everyone say he's a bad boy, no, they are really good guy. <laughs> Wow, and, this uh, is, uh, you're not a stereotypical uh, Italian mafia guy no, at all. No, yeah, no, no, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, yeah. And uh, yeah, we have a tattoo shop that now is working also good because also this, we were closed for three months, but now everyone want to make a new tattoo. So we are yeah. booked until uh, August. Wow. We are full, yeah. Man, so, okay. Good business ideas And right now, there. also, I'm working with Alex Salvini because we have some project going on. I'm helping him with the team. Yeah. And uh, we have uh, in a compound where we make, uh, where we we will do like the show next week. Is that the same compound that I came yeah. to for yeah. your dad's yeah. jam? Okay. Exactly. The same one. Now we... We have a school of M uh, MX, yeah. and uh, we want to do also FMX. Uh, we also with the other rider of uh, the boot, and uh, so we have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, but uh, yeah, step yeah. by step, we will do everything. So. so right now, what are you doing? Since Corona started, you you've had a lot of time, no riding, no yeah. shows. Now you're with Alex Salvini. You're a truck driver. Or mechanic, uh, or what? Yeah, what I are you be, doing? What, what I'm is doing it? a mechanic for him okay. uh, during the week, like helping him with uh, his bike and with the bike of the client. And then uh, when I have a free time, because of course I want to help them, but uh, I said I want to still be a rider. So yeah. uh, when I have no shows, I go with the with the big track of the team yeah. in the competition, and uh, I help them. With the hospitality, with the bike and stuff, so is is also something like that I had when I was young uh, to be like a mechanic of the team. So, yeah. so you're not just a rock star freestyle rider turning up to X Games and <laughs> no, you know, I like to do a lot you, of stuff. You're getting your hands dirty. You, yeah, you're yeah, doing I the love real it. work. I love, I love to do, and also because can be something for the future, you know, because also Alex make a team. Because one day he will finish riding, but uh, we have also a Brazilian rider into the team. Yeah. So maybe the day that Alex will stop riding, we will have uh, other rider yeah. and we can keep going in the sport. So that stay in the motor world yeah. is my idea for the future. So Man, that's really cool. And you've got some other famous friends. Marco Melandri. Yeah, also because we like, have another business, on. you know. Oh, you have a business with him as well? <laughs> yeah, Ride and Roll. Oh, he's Ride and Roll. Ride I... and Roll is like, oh. uh, became like a joke. Yeah. Uh, we make a brand. Uh, we have James that is a designer of the, oh, the yeah? graphic and stuff. So it's really good to have a help of him. 
And uh, it's crazy because we have an importer here in Czech Republic and we are selling more stuff in Czech Republic than in Italy. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, but we make like t shirt uh, hoodie, cap, yeah. uh, uh, glove for motocross uh, yeah. and, uh, and stuff like that. But it's like kind of a joke, but. Yeah, step by step, maybe one day can be a really huge company. You never know, you know. That's so funny. But so you, so much stuff to do it. You have a wine bar with a professional boxer. Yeah. You have uh, the tattoo shop. That's kind of your thing anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have uh, Alex Silvini and you doing a, a race team. Yeah. And Marco Melandri from Superbikes. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing ride and roll. Yeah, and now it's also like from yesterday that Marco, you know, he said to last year, he quick, he said, okay, it's over oh, my really? career with Superbike. Whoa. I don't want to ride anymore. Is this public news? Is this an... No, no, no. <laughs> it's like from a few days ago. Yeah. And uh, a few days ago, I got the Did he tell his sponsors this or is this the first time somebody's heard this? No, no, no. Are we no, surprising no. his race team? No, 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 no. <laughs> He's already... Okay. <laughs> public okay and uh, but few days ago i read on facebook something that uh, melandri signed a new contract for this season what <laughs> is a fake news or what uh, so donald I trump fake news because you know many times happen so i called marco and i said hey is it true uh yes <laughs> really i decide to to be back because the there was some uh, good things going on uh, with a good bike, with a good team, uh, without pressure and stuff. Only six, six competition, only in Europe. Also because Marco now is a commentator of Dazon for uh, MotoGP, yeah. so everything can uh, fit. Ah, so yeah, he said, perfect. "Okay, I want to be One back." One more year, so we'll wow. be back, and it's good for 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 us. It's good for for every for the sport i yeah, think he's a good sure. italian rider and to be back again and uh, because also he finished his career not in a good way yeah. like not with a good result but i'm sure that marco if he's in a good spot with a good bike with a good team can be on the top again yeah. so and if he's feeling good and happy in the head hopefully exactly. it turns into good exactly. results on the track exactly there's there's one more famous person that yeah. i'm going to ask you about and you can answer this or not yeah for sure <laughs> i've 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 Heard of this video <laughs> <laughs> and the people you hang around with? Uh, a porn star from yeah. Italy, right? What's the what's king. the go there? The, the king. king, the king, Rocco Sifredi. He's the god of the <laughs> porn video. I mean, <laughs> how did you get involved with uh, uh, Rocco? Also, with the, here with the porn is like star? Uh, a long story. I mean, uh, <laughs> one day I was back uh, for a show, and I got a phone call. I answer and uh, one guy in the in the other part of the phone said, "Hey Bianco," I said, "Yes." Uh, sorry if I disturb you. I I'm Rocco. Rocco who? <laughs> uh, Rocco Sifredi. I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Who is? Because I thought it's a joke, you know. Because come on, <laughs> you never so think. Everyone know Rocco Sifredi for many different reasons." <laughs> I didn't know anything until somebody. This must be like ten years ago. They said, "Hey, did you know these the Daboot guys like hanging out with this porn star?" I'm like, what? <laughs> so anyway, he wanted to do like uh, he was filming a video, a movie, and uh, uh, and inside of the movie there was uh, all the stories around the bike. So they call us to to go in Budapest in his compound to do like a normal show during filming the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. So it was a like freestyle a show. Uh, yeah. In a porn. Exactly. Wow. So we were doing freestyle, and under the ramp they were doing some no crazy stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's but so it was crazy. long time ago. We were yeah. young. We were. Yeah. But now we still have a good contact with Rocco. Rocco is really good guy. He's really a real person. He's not yeah. only a, a porn actor. Yeah. Because uh, everyone thinks that porn actor is all oh, is a porn. And yeah. It, about. No, he's like is uh, a work. He's yeah. like a work, like a normal work. Not that easy. Yeah. But is uh, a good guy. He helped us a lot with our. Uh, 
stuff uh, he, he was with us in january in italy so yeah. he's such a cool guy oh that's that's so interesting you yeah you've yeah. got some friends in all different places yeah it's crazy it's crazy yeah. so you're, you're near the end of freestyle motocross as in competitions you're yeah. still doing shows you're now into judging at the world championships uh where to from here for, for Massimo Bianconcini, continue judging, continue these businesses. You're, are you married yet? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you did get I married. Get married so, yeah, you did uh, get married. But uh, very, very soon, yeah. you've got a baby on the way. First exactly, baby exactly. with Andrea. Yeah. I'm Looking waiting. forward to daddy life. Will, uh, that, will that change your freestyle motocross career? Uh, no. You think? I want to still uh, doing the same stuff that I'm doing now. Uh, I wish to still be a judge on Night of the Jump because I really love uh, to be a judge, like I said before. I want to still doing freestyle, step up. Uh, I want uh, uh, be a good daddy. Yeah. I hope I will be a good daddy, <laughs> and I can't wait to 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 have Aurora in my hand. And I'm happy that he's a girl. Yeah. Because maybe like this, uh, she will not ride the motorbike. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know, you know, because uh, I see Edgar Toronteras have a, a girl, but she riding with the quad and bike. So uh, if it's Edgar's baby, it's going to be crazy. Anyway, right? <laughs> exactly. <So. laughs> but yeah, you never know. I want to, uh, for sure, I did like um, this other business because uh, a day that I will quit completely, doing freestyle i can have something for my family yeah. you know i can have some other uh, money yeah uh, now is not a good like huge money but it's something that is there yeah, exactly. and it can grow on and i'm sure they can grow so uh yeah we will see we will see but for sure i already said uh, many times that uh, mickey monty that is like my mentor mm -hmm. uh stop uh, riding freestyle when he was 50. So I'm 41. I At least nine years. <laughs> Go 51. You've got to yeah. beat Mickey. I, I mean, maybe in one year I decide to quit. Yeah. But if my mind uh, is okay and my body also, yeah. why not? Keep it going. Why have to stop? Exactly. So exactly. I have a lot of uh, good sponsors that help me. And uh, I have good uh, connection with them. I propose them all the time new stuff and uh, i'm working on picture on on stuff also now uh, i'm uh, like uh, there is like a new uh, idea of free riding in italy so we were working with james and lorenzo refrigeri that is really good guy and a photographer to yeah. have some crazy stuff uh, on free ride that free ride in italy is like almost impossible to do yeah. it but we find some good secret spot around my place and around Italy. So, yeah, we have a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So That's, that's awesome. Thank you so much for taking some time out. I mean, we're you're about to get ready and ride Peter's Jam later yeah. on this afternoon. So you probably need to have three more coffees and, yeah, and a sure. coffee now, sleep. Hey, Leo, uh, order a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, Leo's already had his coffee. Ah, yeah, they're good guys behind us, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Leo, James and David are just sitting there drinking coffee. Didn't even <laughs> offer one for Massimo. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> good friends. Yeah, I thought you said it was like a family in Daboot, but maybe. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Ah, the black sheep. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you and see you soon. Cool. Well, there you go. I bet you're enlightened after that one. I really hope we see Massimo still sending it into his 50th birthday. But I'm guessing with his poor old back, it'll be crying out for more painkillers to get him there. And actually... Later that day, after this interview, after the first show at Peter Pillard's Jam, Bianco jacked his back up on a whip flip and needed Dr. Davida Rossi to give him a painkiller injection into his ass cheek. I'm not sure what's worse, actually. The fact that he was in that much pain or the fact that Massimo was so prepared he had all the tools with him to get that injection in. It looked like it was a surgery there in the back of his van. The joys of freestyle motocross, hey? So after chewing the fat with Massimo for near on an hour, I'm more than happy to wet my whistle with a cold Tannen Zepfler beer from Rorthaus. 
And actually, I, I realize that I've probably been saying this name with a German accent all the time, because at least after living here for more than six years, I don't speak the language of German, but I've kind of at least learnt the accent. So if you're a little bit confused as to what I've been saying this whole time, it's Rothaus to my Australian listeners, or if I was going to say like normal Rothaus. I don't, I don't know. So whichever makes sense for you. Uh, but either way, when you go down to a bottle load looking for a carton of cold Tannen Zapfler, would be the Aussie way of saying it, that's the way to do it. Tannen Zapfler from Rothaus, the best beer you're going to have. If you enjoyed this interview, all you need to do to make sure that you are notified when the next one comes out is simply subscribe in whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Also, just share it with your mates on Instagram and Facebook, which also helps to get the word out there. For me now, I'm going back to playing TIMX on my phone right now. There's a new update just came out on Google. There should be a new one on Apple as well very, very soon. And I need to win about 6,000 more trophies to even get close to being at the top of this game. Like, it's crazy how much the top guys are playing. I'll see you soon in the live streams on Facebook.